0: If you hang out with us long enough, you'll start to believe in yourself and realize that you're capable of anything. Enjoy the, the show. show. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Inner Bloom. I am Ambrosia and I am alone. So sad. Not really sad, but alone today. Um, I wanted to record this episode because Alexa is with a baby and we don't have the ability to record together. We also don't have any guest episodes this week. Um, so I am recording by myself, solo, no big deal. I'm not recording. I'm not sending this live on uh, Facebook in our Inner Bloomers group. If you're not in there, check it out. And that's only because it's um, it's gonna be a shorter episode. So what I wanted to talk about on today's episode was all of the woo-woo, weird weird spiritual things or um, psychic things that happened to me when I was a kid. Um, if you have been listening to the podcast for a while, first of all, thank you. Second of all, um, you know that I have been able to see and speak to spirits, see in my mind's eye and speak to spirits since I was about five years old. And I wanted to go over some of those experiences with you guys now and tell you a little bit about like how it came around or about to me. So the first time I remember, um, communicating with spirits or communicating with someone that wasn't physically present in the room was I was, I was always afraid, um, to be by myself. Like I was the kid that, uh, didn't want to brush her teeth by herself. Didn't want to shower by herself. I always wanted someone else in the room with me. Um, because that feeling of, of having someone with you in the room, it always felt that way to me. It always felt, um, like someone was there, but I couldn't see them. And that did not comfort me. That actually like made me feel really scared because it made me feel like I didn't quite have a have a good grasp on reality, if that makes sense. So going back to the first time that I realized like this is something that isn't air quote normal, um, I remember being in my room and I would always sleep with the TV on since I was really young, again, because of that feeling. And if the TV was on, I could just tell myself that it was the TV, right? Um And so I had the TV on and it was nighttime. My mom was asleep. And I remember someone said something to me. I don't remember exactly what they said, but I remember it was a woman's voice and she was in my room. I could see her in my mind's eye, but I couldn't physically see her. And I just remember running as fast as I could into my mom's room, thinking like something was chasing me, right? I think we can all, or most of us can relate to that feeling of being afraid as a child and like running out of the room, I may or may not do it as an adult. It's fine. It's fine. Um, and so, so I had that now I would tell my mom like different things that would happen. And my mom did the best she could. She would, you know, tell me it's not real. It's in my head. She told me that I probably have schizophrenia and not to tell anybody because, you know, they're going to, think I'm crazy or lock me up or whatever the case may be, right? Those are her issues with mental health issues, which is fine. But um, for a long time, I thought that's what it was, okay? So I thought, well, something's wrong with me. Obviously, this isn't normal. This isn't how people engage with one another. Uh, And not everybody feels this way. So I didn't tell anybody. I didn't even have words for it until I went into high school and I just had a feeling, I just knew that they were people that were passed away. I knew they were people. I knew that, um, like I said, clairvoyance, I just knew a lot of things. So um, in high school, I would have other encounters that happen that I couldn't really wrap my brain around. And I didn't really understand what was going on. So One time I was working at a retirement home um, and there was this hallway that you had to, so I was, there was a restaurant in the retirement home and I was one of the waitresses in the restaurant. And so all of the kitchen staff had to go in through this separate entrance and exit. And it was basically underneath the retirement home. And then there was a stairway that you had to go through And the stairway creeped me out all the time. Like I hated um, going through the stairway. So one time I'm going through the stairway and there's a man behind me and the man was fixing something. He was like uh, a handyman at the retirement home. And uh, he was very polite, very nice. There was nothing like wrong with him per se. But as we were going, it's two flights of stairs. And as we were going down the second flight of stairs, um, I remember everything turning into like a gray film, like, like black or white. And it was like I was watching a movie in front of me. It wasn't like it was really happening. It was like a movie playing. And I saw him throwing a woman down the stairs and raping her. And I saw her face and I saw like how, how scared she was. And I saw how angry he was. I saw the whole thing, right? It didn't look like the staircase I was in. It looked like a different set of stairs that weren't as steep, maybe like two stairs or or two steps rather three steps, but it didn't look the same. And he looked uh, slightly different as well. So I got out of the stairway and it happened. Probably I saw that whole image, probably like two seconds, and what I describe this as, if you've ever seen the show, that's so Raven. And then she like pauses and you see the the other image coming through. That's kind of what it was like. Very similar. It was almost like I was frozen. And I came to and I'm at the bottom of the stairs. So I had walked a few steps. I'm at the bottom of the stairs. And he's like, are you going to go? And because he was behind me. And so I went. And everything was fine. Nothing happened. So I asked a couple of my friends, I said, you know, have you ever had this happen to you? Have you ever heard of anything like this? And I'm old as shit. So we didn't have the accessibility of Google, right? And um, my friends were all like, maybe he's going to rape somebody. Maybe that's what you saw. Maybe he did rape somebody and that's what you saw. Maybe this was a fear of yours. There was a lot of theories about what I saw, but nobody had really answers for me. And so I didn't know what to do with this information. So I did nothing with it because you can't go to anybody and say, I think this guy may have raped somebody, but because I'm not 100% sure. I don't know. I didn't even have the guy's name. So um, I don't remember how old I am. I just remember that this is in high school. And a couple of weeks go by and I had uh, a kid that I was confiding in. We had PE together. His aunt had the ability to, she was psychic and she had the ability to communicate with people that had passed away as well. So she was a psychic medium and he was asking her like the question about the guy on the stairs. Um, I al- I also asked her, why do I often see death? What does that mean? And she told me it's because I'm evil and that's why I see death because evil surrounds me. Okay. So that made me feel like shit. So I didn't know, like, I just remember feeling like, I i don't think I'm evil. That doesn't feel true to me. That doesn't make any sense. Um, and it kind of hurt my feelings. So I stopped talking to that kid altogether. Um, moving on to, this is all in the same year. Moving on to a couple weeks later, I go and I've told this story before. So if you've heard it, you get to hear it again. Moving on to uh, a party that I went to and it was outside underneath a freeway passing, which is such a weird place to have a party, but that's not the point. Um, I guess kids in high school, we have limited options, but anyway. um, So we're underneath the freeway passing and as and with my friends, two of which I had been confiding in, all the weird things that were going on. Um, and one of them came over to me and was like, "Did you guys hear what happened here?" And I said, "Stop. I don't I don't want anything else to happen in this conversation. I don't want to hear it. Um I grabbed my friend and I said, "I want you, I want you to come come with me over here to the side." So we went away from everybody else that was drinking and partying, went over to the side. And I told her um, there's a woman. She was pulled over by a police officer. It looks like she was raped and she was thrown off the side of the freeway. And I also think that her dad may have thought about suicide here. He may have um, tried to kill himself. Something like that happened here, too. So we go back to the party and I say, okay, go ahead and tell us what happened here. And they explained to us that I I was right. Like there was a girl in, I think in the 60s, she was pulled over by a police officer. She was raped and killed. And then he threw her body over to the side. Now, I don't remember if the father actually killed himself. I'm not sure. But I remember my friends that I told that to the look on her face and she just looked at me like she had seen a ghost and was like how did you know that and i said because i'm watching it play out in front of me like a movie and she said like like she was kind of shocked and i think in disbelief didn't know how to what do you say to someone like that right and so now i'm thinking what do i do with this right now mind you my whole life My whole life, I would at nighttime, I would say, please, God, don't let me see, hear or feel any kind of spirits today or tomorrow. Just let them be by me. I don't want to see, hear or feel it. And that is something I would say up until I I was in my early 30s, which is wild now, Um. Because now I think that if this stopped, I would be praying to see, hear, and feel them. And I'm so glad that it never went away. So, so, so glad. So into my 20s, um, it doesn't go away. I worked with, as I was a teenager, I worked with a healer. And this lady, like, she did some crazy shit. I came in with the flu one day. um, And I still went to work because... That's who I was as a child, still, still who I am. And, um, she put her hands on me and as she put her hands on me, I could see her face turned, uh, red, turned flush and I felt better. And she, she, I looked at her and I said, what did you do? And she said, I took your sickness. And I said, why did you do that? And she said, cause I want you to feel better. And I said, thank you. And then I. Um, She said, Feel my forehead. And I felt her forehead, and she had a fever, sure enough. Just like I had had, but I took medicine for it. Um, So I couldn't explain that either. That was my first ever encounter with a healer, um, which was pretty cool. Um, But in retrospect, she probably shouldn't have done that. Anyway, I digress. Um, Went to different psychics in San Diego, and they told me a lot of different things. Some of them have come true. Some of them have not. Um, I've had three different psychics tell me I'm going to win the lottery. We will see if it happens. I hope to God it does. Um, but mostly in high school, I people didn't know. Or if they did know, they would make fun of me. It wasn't something that was t- ever taken serious. And it was definitely someone, something that I didn't want to announce to a lot of people. This is taking more time than I thought it would, to be honest. So, oh, goodness. Uh, What's interesting is the first boy that I really dated, my first real serious boyfriend um, and my child's father, um, he fully believed me. And he told me that he could see spirits, too. I don't know how true he was. How true that was, but he he fully believed me. And I had never met as many intuitives, healers, people like that until I moved to Virginia, which is so strange because you would think in San Diego there would be way more woo-woo people, but in Virginia Beach, like there's tons of spiritual people. I mean, tons. So anyway, I move on. Um Yeah, it wasn't until I was married to my now ex that he told me to take classes. And that's part of the reason that I teach people what I've learned through this because it took me so many years to not be afraid. It took me so, so, so many years to figure out just what the fuck was going on. So, if, for example, if I did. I don't know if, if a spirit was trapped or not trapped, but couldn't cross over, what do I do? Right. Uh, if someone, I see something for someone and I want the outcome to change or they want the outcome to change. Can that happen? Will it happen? How does it happen? Right. Um, what is their experience like on the other side? Um, just so many questions that I have and through working with a shaman, through working with a psychic medium, couple of different psychic mediums um energy workers different oh, oh so many hypnotherapists so many different people um i don't know even half of everything that i feel like i should know but i love to have the opportunity to help other people tap into this and help other people gain a little bit more self confidence and self awareness because i feel like when when you have those questions answered, it's nice and you don't feel so alone. You don't feel so crazy, right? Because I think that's the big thing. And I mean, crazy in a negative way. I don't mean mentally ill. Um, I should probably start stop saying that. But I feel like when you have a community or when you have someone in your corner that says, hey, you have this ability, you just need to learn how to control it that can really be a game changer for you. And that can really build your self-confidence so much. Um, It is life-changing. So that's what I hope to do for people. And thank you for listening to my story. If you've been listening this whole time, Um, if you have any questions, feel free to write in innerbloompodcast at gmail.com and I will be more than happy to answer them. Maybe I'll answer them on the podcast. Um, The other thing that I wanted to talk about today is we are doing a retreat. I should have my sound more. Anyway, um, we're doing a retreat in February specifically. Hold on. Let me get my phone out. Let me get my phone. We are doing a retreat February 23rd, 24th, 25th, and 26th of 2023. It is going to be at Joshua Tree, California. Taking it back to where it started. Um and um I am so excited. I love being in retreat. I love helping people. This retreat is specifically geared on how to tap into your abilities, whatever your abilities are, and really learning to communicate with your higher self, your guides, really building that self-confidence retreat is always about building community and things of that nature. So if you are interested in our retreat, it will be on our website shortly, but if you're interested and it's not on there for some reason, please email us innerbloompodcast at gmail.com. It'll also be in the show notes and we will love to Alex and I would love to chat with you about it and see if you're a good fit for the retreat. Um, my readings right now are thirty percent off for Black Friday. Just use the code Black Friday at checkout all one word. Anything else? I think that's it. I think the most important thing that I want to leave with everybody is remember to believe in yourself and remember that you are not you're not crazy. you're intuitive. <laughs> and also that, Sometimes all you need is one person to believe in you. And sometimes that person has to be you. So I hope this has helped you in some small way. And I hope you guys have a great, great weekend. And until next time, keep on blooming. Bye, everybody. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would leave a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you would like to get in touch for a reading with Ambi, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, you can email us